YNI, a brand new podcast by Enza Recruitment, showcasing the best of the NI tech sector. We'll hear from industry leaders about their businesses, challenges, products and achievements as we set out to uncover what really makes the NI tech sector tick. Hi everyone and welcome to the fifth episode of the YNI Industry Leaders podcast series. I'm delighted to welcome Dr. Jane Brady on today's episode. Jane is the Digital Innovation Commissioner for Belfast City Council and is responsible for leading the city's digital innovation investments to help achieve inclusive economic growth. A true engineer at heart, Jane is committed to delivering economic and social development through harnessing her extensive broad experience and track record of success. So Jane, welcome to YNI. Thanks for, for joining me today. I, I know there's going to be so much more to learn about your career and experience, and I thought I would leave that to you, the expert. Um, so for our listeners at home, could you maybe kick us off by giving us a brief introduction to who you are, your journey into the digital space, and your career to date? Thanks, Becca. So delighted to be here, and I can think of no better thing to talk about but YNI. Uh, because actually going back to, to why I'm here in, in this role and, and this job is that I'm, I'm from Northern Ireland, so I'm Belfast girl, uh, got the opportunity uh, through great teachers in school to kind of be influenced into a career in technology and innovation. And I've had a really interesting career during that period. I've spent most of the last 25 years in the private sector, but all working in technology and innovation, big multinationals, um, in startups, in funding startups and now in a role in the public sector, seeing how we can deliver digital innovation uh, for the benefit of, of Northern Ireland and an inclusive uh, piece for um, all our citizens to be engaged in that path. So I took up this role, a really brave move, I think, and ambitious move uh, to appoint me during the pandemic. Uh, so I started from my, my garage in the back of the garden um, <laughs> in this role, and I'm delighted I'm here now in City Hall, which is a great privilege to, to be in, in the really the centre of, of Belfast. Um, and my role really was to look and see how digital innovation can be used to both underpin the recovery, but underpin the transformation um, in our economy and that inclusive piece for our economy within Northern Ireland. So I work within Belfast City Council, but very much a partnership-led approach. We have just launched Innovation City Belfast with our partners in Ulster University, Queen's University, Catalyst, Belfast Harbour and with our partners in Invest of Ireland. And that's really saying coming together as civic partners and, and leaders within Northern Ireland, how can we make innovation work um, and deliver on the really strong platform that we have in Northern Ireland uh, to make sure that the next 10 years are really truly transformative. Brilliant. I mean, it's such an impressive journey into the, the space that you're in. And I'm sure it was daunting. I didn't realize you started during a pandemic. So well done. <laughs> Um, okay, so discussing your current role then, as the Digital Innovation Commissioner, what would you say your recent highlights and successes are specifically for your current role? Yeah, I mean, actually, it's been one of the greatest privileges of my career to date is to take the role because it's been working with people who are both truly committed um, to driving growth and, and change and in technology and innovation, which is, I guess, the core of my, my career journey. Um, and it was people who are committed to making sure that's inclusive. 
Um, so I think those have been kind of the, the central tenets of all the activities I have been doing. One of the actions I, I have um, is I'm chair of the digital pillar for the Belfast region city day. I'm sure your listeners are aware, but that's a billion pound investment mm-hmm. um, in six of, of the council areas within uh, Northern Ireland. And there's other complementary deals across the rest of Northern Ireland. So that's investing uh, significant sums of money in digital innovation. So my, uh, my role in the last 12 months has been making sure that we make best use of those investments from an innovation perspective, make sure they're inclusive, make sure they're delivering on a triple bottom line is how we refer to it. So making sure they're delivering both really transformative economic return, really significant um, impact in terms of the environment, and also making sure that the benefits accrue both the outputs um, are inclusive and socially inclusive, but also the way we use the funding and uh, delivers to some of our greatest uh, grand challenge and needs um, and wicked problems that we have in, in the region. So that's been a really key kind of pillar. And we've progressed really well. We've got a really strong industry reference group who we're working really closely with. I guess the second bit I talked about earlier was Innovation City Belfast, so coming together in that partnership, that approach to see, okay, how can we join our endeavours. We all believe that innovation is really key. We all believe inclusion is really key and actually coming together through a partnership approach to actually say, well, what can we do? How are we better together and stronger together? So I work with those partners and with, with um, Matrix and the City Ghost Deals and Digital Catapult and various other organisations to respond to the, the UK government's um, um, part of the 11 up agenda, but the UK R&D roadmap to say, well, actually Northern Ireland has a really strong proposition to make uh, within the UK and globally from our strengths in technology. And we responded to that, uh, that consultation, which was issued um, in the middle of last year. Mm-hmm. And as a subsequent um, to that, I was appointed to the UK government's innovation expert group. So that's brilliant. A group of 17 individuals. And there, uh, my role there is to advise on the emerging innovation strategy which is to be published in the next number of weeks uh, for UK government and that's making sure Northern Ireland's strength is reflected in that but also saying how can we as a region uh, be part of the global transformation how can we double down in the areas where we're really really strong and make sure we invest in those areas to, to give us the step change that we need in an economy particularly for those within you know who are, who are further from the those higher tech and, and jobs and roles and give them different pathways as well. So that's gets the second piece. And the third piece, which I probably enjoyed the most, <laughs> um, was that uh, I led a task and finish group and it was about something just big, big strategies, but actually in the day to day, in the pandemic, we knew we needed to deal with the here and now. Um, and I, I chaired a digital uh, skills group and we looked to see, okay, how can we, we knew that digital skills was what our companies had the biggest issue with pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And we were pretty sure, and this was in the mouth of the pandemic, the middle of last year, pretty sure that actually we're going to be resilient because we know our companies are so strong and resilient. And we know that in a year's time that the economy will be coming back and we'll still need those roles. So how do we take this time to reflect and build capacity in our skills system? So we, we came up with a concept called digital futures, and that was looking towards the shared skills model that's been used for foreign direct investments to come in and build skills, but focusing it on our SME businesses and focusing those under 25s who were most adversely impacted by the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, 45% rather uh, uh, unemployed or furloughed, and given, and given them pathways if they were non-tech into tech roles, and also given them placements, funded placements into those companies. So that came through a period of six months 
um, just finished in the last month, and some of those those individuals have now taken up full time employment. And some Brilliant. of those companies. So it's really good to see actually the tangible things that you can do in the short term. That was done with Belfast City Council, Belfast Met, um, all um, six councils for FE colleges uh, developed that, and it was funded by Department for the Economy as well. So a real joined up approach, but delivering real impact um, on the ground. Brilliant there. That's three huge projects with unbelievable success. So I'm glad I asked. But it's also really um, exciting and interesting to see Belfast success is also yours, you know, whenever you're getting into the UK Council and things like that. It's just brilliant to see just the industry booming after such a really tough year. Um, okay, so I know that those projects are going to be massive and there's a lot of things going on throughout them. So on the flip side of the successes, what would you say is an example of recent Northern Ireland digital innovation that has been challenging? And how did you get through those challenges? And then what were the successful outcomes? Yeah, I mean, um, when you take an entrepreneurial headset, I guess your challenges can be your opportunities and it's how to look at them with a different angle. So if I look towards uh, potential challenges that Northern Ireland um, has, um, and of course we have, we have you know, an economic level, we have low productivity, so we need to address that productivity gap from other regions in the OECD and, 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 uh, and even you know, closer within Northern Ireland, our regional balance as well with that. We have um, obviously a, a skills um, a gap we talked about as well and also the economic inactivity. So there are, are big challenges we have as a society and I guess it's mapping those into the opportunities. If I think maybe from a, an example of how innovation has addressed and they talked about some of the skills pathways earlier, but just really practically, um, you know, Northern Ireland's net zero carbon uh, footprint, uh, we are 2.8% of the population of the UK, but we've got 4.2% of, of uh, carbon emissions. And actually some of that is in some of our kind of sectors um, such as, as agri and, and tra transport in, the, in those areas. So a really interesting company uh, that's, um, that has just got very significant funding from Strength and Places funding, we're much a partnership based approach, it's a company called um, um, Artemis Technologies. Uh -huh. so they're taking technologies developed, really very deep technology um, investments that were developed as part of um, um, America's Cup uh, racing. Mm -hmm. So really significant investments into the technology of, of maritime, um, plus um, skill sets from uh, from from land racing, from uh, motorsports and and, and um, McLaren type background and um, within their, their skill sets, teams together to actually to address some of those big challenges in, in net zero carbon. So they're, they're building maritime vessels with the, the aim of um, delivering a net zero carbon benefit to the economy. So they're really interesting. They're, they're established here in Northern Ireland, uh, offices in Lisbon with the base now in Belfast, and they'll be developing these vessels, which will actually be a world first in terms of a global perspective, but here in, in Northern Ireland, creating really strong uh, jobs opportunities with yeah. RFG colleges as well. And what's really interesting in that is that that's really brilliant deep technology, which is globally um, significant, but it's based on Northern Ireland's maritime history. So it's all that engineering, DNA, background, the knowledge of Harland and Wolf, and even the other kind of heavy machinery places that we work in partnership with, such as Bombardier, Shorts and Spirit, and, and those other organizations. And, and so I guess building from that DNA that we have 
and then applying it to address the big challenges like net zero carbon and making sure that Northern Ireland is seen as a, a really significant uh, piece of, of that, that proposition. So we're having the MTEC uh, conference in mm-hmm. July and they'll be uh, their CEO in, in person will be leading that in terms of saying this is where we can actually be really great and brilliant. Yeah. Some of those big challenges through innovation. That's fantastic. It's, that's a, in itself is a huge success story for those guys. Did you say, sorry, Artemis Technology? Artemis Technologies, yes. Brilliant. Okay, great. Okay, well, moving away maybe slightly from, from all things NI and focusing on you specifically. So I'd just love to chat briefly about your entrepreneurial achievements. I know that they'll be really interested and insightful and specifically with Kernel Capital. Could you just tell us a little bit more about that? Oh, yes. Um, and, I, and I guess the, those roles have been kind of a, a bit of a journey to where I am now. So I guess I, previously I was in big multinationals, then I was in a startup where we raised funding and, and how you build that startup. And then within Kernel Capital, I was part of a partnership team, which developed the best strategy for Northern Ireland and looked towards investments and had the privilege of sitting on boards of companies and and raising um, investment in that place. And then within those, this role at the moment, we're looking at actually how you can build investment cases, some of it for Northern Ireland and, and for Belfast specifically. Um, and I also co-founded an AI startup in, in Agritech. So there's lots of different elements. Um, one of the, the real privileges I've had over the last year, couple, a year and a half, is I've been appointed as an entrepreneurial expert advisor to Oxford University. So working with uh, their MBA, MBA program and their um, entre- entrepreneurs who are coming out and advising them um, on, on the structure. And I guess what I've learned over that scale of those investments is that sometimes it's, it's kind of per- perceived that um, entrepreneurship is just um, it's an art, you know, you come up with an idea and it's kind of, it's kind of, it just happens, but actually how much of it that there is a, a process and a structure behind it, that there is quite a bit of science in developing a proposition and getting the right founding team and the right structures in place and looking towards, I guess, focusing where you can be strong in terms of you've got, got um, significant background within the sector or whether there is technical strengths and ability in building those value milestones as you progress within um, um, your, your kind of business and companies. But actually what it really showed me, I was, uh, we had invested in nine companies in Northern Ireland, but I was across the island of Ireland, was actually reflected in me how strong our entrepreneurial base was here in, in Northern Ireland. And also how little that our Northern Ireland entrepreneurs kind of sang about it, you know, mm-hmm. that they, they were very, sometimes very significantly had made really big milestones, but they were kind of more modest about their approaches. And I saw from other regions in the island of Ireland and, and in GB, and actually, uh, for that entrepreneurial ecosystem, it feels to me in Northern Ireland, we are just at the start of a, of a really significant kind of, re, you know, regeneration mm-hmm. of that. There's been a lot of work done by Invest and I, really work by Techstart, putting those big foundations in place. And culturally, we've always had those hardworking entrepreneurs in place. So it feels that... For me, the evidence would show that actually there's going to be the next 10 years is going to be a really significant area of growth for those uh, those entrepreneurs, those SMEs kind of who have got through that first level stage to actually get from kind of those into that scaling type businesses to really kind of capture kind of the potential within those markets and within those cluster areas and so really interesting clusters that we have in health and life sciences, within within fintech and cyber, advanced manufacturing. 
um, on Ireland's clean technologies. So again, mm -hmm. doubling down in, in those areas. And again, it also reflects really positively with the Department for the Economy's uh, vision for, um, for the next 10 years, or 10x, um, a decade of innovation, which talks about investing in areas where we're strong and making sure there is impact for our SME economy through that and how that, that is, how the, the new policies developed and strategies will actually be impacting delivering value within that. So I'm hugely optimistic for, for those entrepreneurs. And actually what, a, what entrepreneurs are a special breed of individuals, you know, so they have, they daily have to, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a high risk and, and high reward mm -hmm. uh, um, environment. So I guess doing all we can within the city daily with all the activities I have to support their entrepreneurial spirit and to give them support along the way through those those difficult journeys because we need much much more of them in <laughs> I think yeah, I would totally agree with you I think there is this element of we have everything we need here we just have to start shouting about it um, and we I, I can slowly see that happening and it is a really exciting time to to you know, either start up or bring a business here, that kind of thing. I just, I think we're in a really good position, and the homegrown talent that we have is unbelievable. So yeah, let's start, let's start shouting about that. <laughs> um, okay, so in the last twenty years, of Northern Ireland has grown into a high quality, internationally known tech hub, and I guess I just love to know your take on that. You know, Northern Ireland's history within tech. Yeah, and I guess I've been in the middle of Northern Ireland's history. I am not <laughs> historical in that context. So I graduated in 95. I was the first person to do engineering in my family, the first person to go to university. And I went into it because actually I got a scholarship and we, we didn't have much uh, kind of funds at home to support me through my education. So I went into it just to, to get a view um, of something that can, can kind of fund me through university. So it wasn't, I wasn't tinkering in the garage with kind of technology and innovation. <laughs> But actually, when I kind of graduated, I decided actually, and it was just 95, it was just kind of through the troubles and, and the peace process to not apply for any jobs in Northern Ireland because it didn't seem to me ones that were going to fulfill my ambition. I wanted to go and, and, and you know, I thought that you had to go elsewhere to get jobs. And that in some sense was true in, in those, there was some really strong employers. Um, uh, Nortel STC were there, Fidget, uh, BT were a big employer within the areas I worked and obviously and a wolf and and mm. and um, and uh, shorts at the time but actually you know from the international dimension i decided to leave so i didn't apply to any jobs in northern ireland i went to, to work and i worked in japan um, and in germany wow. and again throughout my career i've worked internationally and i guess you're always waiting to find the better engineers or the better technologists and having spent a year in china and then in japan you're in germany um, i'm working a lot in the us and north and america and and uh, uh uh, the West Coast, I've actually found that Northern Ireland engineers are as good as it gets and, and, and better than most. So I guess it gave me a confidence that actually you don't have to go elsewhere to work with really brilliant people. Actually, mm -hmm. we're doing well in terms of those skill sets and what the university has delivered um, in terms of that. I get the other, but what's happened for me over the last 20 years is that actually the quality of the roles and the scale of the roles in Northern Ireland has just grown so significantly. So we have really world-class organizations here in Northern Ireland offering world-class jobs. And many of those are indigenous. You look towards Canis and what they're doing um, significantly in a, in a global context and very significantly in where their growth has been um, as well. So world-class jobs offered here, the likes of First Derivatives, again, mm -hmm. globally fantastic company 
you can just work in Newry, and, and I think all, all their induction starts in Newry, and it's a global company doing really global, these significant things. Um, and then you look at our startup environment, there was very, very small startup, there was no kind of early stage funding at that stage. So 20 years, the transformation from that, you know, to where we have a vibrant startup ecosystem, we have many accelerators, the work Catalyst has done, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, very much brownfield industrial sites, you know, the universities, uh, the bravery of Queens to move down into those sites and establish CSIT. The establishment, you know, around 15 years ago of, of taking a bet that cyber, and then it wasn't a bet, obviously, because they're, they're deep scientists and professors. <laughs> and they're, they're not so entrepreneurial for me taking a, taking a bet. That. So it was based on more analysis than that. But actually saying, okay, in, in the networking technology, there is going to be this level of opportunity around cyber. And that's some research perspectives in that and that wasn't industry telling telling you know those organizations do that that was foresight in their behalf and making some qualified judgments and look what that's created two and a half yeah. thousand people working in the sector number one destination for us uh, cyber investment you know lauded as part of um you know really significant opportunity for northern ireland so that has i guess grown all those you know, leadership over the years um, and some of it has been happened chance that things have come together and created that environment a lot of work that invest and i has done it's actually created a really vibrant ecosystem of some strong areas that we, we really have growth you look at fintech and cyber really strong cluster led by industry but aligned with the research that we're doing um, in our universities aligned with the investments that the city team is going to bring um, and aligned with the skills base that we can actually provide kind of inclusive opportunities in that. You look at the areas again, advanced manufacturing, what we're doing there and bringing our, our strong engineering heritage into industry 4.0, the manufacturing 4.0 of, of the future and how we can deliver that. Our life and health sciences, really strong companies that we have in that space in the likes of, of Almac, homegrown companies, but mm-hmm. really strong emerging companies like Diacetics, um, Sonray, um, really bringing kind of groundbreaking pieces um, through that. And then our clean growth sector as well, companies like Artemis um, and emerging doing things that are world-class. So all of that, I guess that 100 years <laughs> and the heritage and the last 20 years specifically has been laying all the foundations what I believe is going to be a really exciting next 10 years uh, for Northern Ireland. I'm based on innovation and innovation for just two things for me. Innovation brings, can solve big problems. So innovation over the last uh, 12 months has solved our world's most significant problems in terms of new vaccines and medications kept us all here connected uh, through through that piece. Um, But also having more and better jobs is what brings better outcomes for for societies and providing mm-hmm. more pathways into those more and better jobs. And no longer we need a range of skills within that. We need the higher education and, and uh, you know, further education skills um, as well. But also the entry into technology roles is no longer required you know, to go to you know, multiple years in university yeah. or indeed to do any years. There are rapid reskilling programs that are being delivered. So that's, I think, the piece for the next journey is to make sure that what we're bringing and growing these clusters, we make sure we create pathways for those who are currently not connected with that because that's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And that's also the economic thing to do as well for, for Northern Ireland. Yeah, no, I love that. And I love that it's almost eliminating the fears that you had when you were thinking about where to, where to study or where to go to university. It's eliminating that fear for anyone 
coming out now to say well, I don't need to go anywhere I can do it here you know cost and things like that aren't the factors that are holding me back I love that and I I also never really thought about it so I'm, I'm so glad that we had the discussion because I didn't realize how much our past with the agriculture and our engineering abilities how much we utilize that for our tech innovation now I just I, I don't know why I'd never put those two things together so it's fascinating to I feel like that's a whole other podcast so hopefully we'll have you back <laughs> um but I guess the last and obviously the pivotal question um of the podcast is always going to be why and I so what makes Northern Ireland in your opinion a great place for investment and innovation yep so if I look back at from my experience in venture capital, and when you look at investment opportunities, there's a number of different factors um, you, you look at. And I guess the first piece, um, it, well, many pieces, but one of one of the pieces that, that is, is key is, is where you have those foundations. So do you have something unique that you can play kind of to, to make a better return? Um, and I think those are those kind of key areas of focus that we have in, in our clusters. So we have, and built over decades of, of that kind of building up that DNA and, and, and those backgrounds and those areas and, and where your industry is strong as well. So we have significant strength in, in FinTech. We now have a HM envoy appointed through that with the Khalifa review, which showed Northern Ireland's position within, within uh, the, the ecosystem and how FinTech can be a strong player in those spaces. Also, we've got really strong opportunities in health and life science. We talked about and, and clean growth. So we have areas where we can be uh, very a niche within that, so you know, I can't solve all the problems of the world, but in the niche development areas, we can actually be very strong and deliver a really strong return um, on investment. Um, the other piece um, that you always need to look at is the, the, the people, because actually, you never do an investment unless the culture is right, because you can't, you can't, uh, 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 culture eat strategy for breakfast, I think. Is, is the phrase. <laughs> And actually, you know, that's what is gives me most kind of hope is that we are our people and our entrepreneurs and our culture is so strong. You know, they they have we have proven over, you know, things that we wouldn't all have hoped for over the last number of, of decades that actually we are extremely resilient and notwithstanding all those challenges, economic and, and social and all those other areas, we have emerged and we have a really strong um, entrepreneurial e ecosystem. And, and that those are focused in those areas where we can actually be globally um, competitive. And, and I guess that's what we need to redouble, kind of opportunity to make sure that we support those entrepreneurs and, and SMEs as well. And I think what we have also shown is that you can do things differently in the pandemic. It's kind of broken all the rules. Yeah. So, so where we thought that being, um, you know, a small region in an area that you can't, you know, part of the US or stuff to raise money or funds and everything else, it's actually broken down some of those areas that, that were one of our challenges and barriers. So I think that's, that's also kind of in, in, in our favour as well. So for me, and, and the other piece that's really significant is we have the, this, uh, the funding that's coming through the region city deals, that's actually got a very significant amount of funding. So you've got the raw ingredients in the people, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit, you've got the areas of expertise, you've got strong funding, and that's funding into our research areas of excellence. So coupling those, those all together actually is a magic ingredient. And then the other piece that, that's needed for, from, from my perspective is actually a partnership-led approach, appreciating that in Northern Ireland, we need to join up for all the benefit. And 
The city data has brought that, Innovation City Belfast is encompassing that partnership-led approach how together, if we, our aim is to drive this, you know, inclusive economy based on innovation, how working together, we can actually all, all kind of add more to that piece that, than we can. Obviously, we need to address kind of productivity levels in the way there are challenges. We need to make sure it's inclusive. We need to build the skills for our businesses most critically. And we need to, to make sure that there's inclusive journeys for those who are not excluded, in, included in the, those mm -hmm. pathways as well. But actually the vision of the prize is there and we have all the potential to, to work with in order to, to realize that as well, particularly backed up by uh, the Department of Economy's 10X vision, which is putting innovation at the core, a decade of innovation that mm -hmm. level of ambition and future and, and hope for us all, I think it's a really positive statement. Brilliant. No, I, I, I love that. And I love that you um, keep mentioning ambition because that's actually one of our taglines. So we're, <laughs> we're holding fast to that. <laughs> um, but no, I, I completely agree. I think it's very much that goal of growing as a community not as a group of individuals and I think you know because we're so small and we're a collective hopefully that will be the case you know um, and I'm sure with with innovation at the helm it will be um, but Jane thank you so much for for joining me today it really was brilliant um, to get your take on innovation within within Northern Ireland to learn more about you and then to learn more about your work and the things coming down the pipeline for Belfast City Council um, for me and myself at the team in Enzo, we really do wish you um, and all of your team the best of luck coming up um, with all your, your projects in the future. So thanks again. No, we're delighted to be here and then Belfast. I've heard the buses going, going past my window <laughs> there in the background. <laughs> right on cue <laughs> there. I was in you had someone outside to do that. But it's also great to see us emerging as well and, and some more hope. 100%. Brilliant. Delighted to be to join you. YNI is brought to you by Enzo Recruitment, specialists in software and cybersecurity in Northern Ireland. To find out more, go to enzorecruitment.com.